I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Well, happy Throat Punch Thursday. How are you doing on this fine day? Got my hair cut, shaved my mustache, or trimmed it. Doing good. That's good to hear. Roger that. So, in military news, seaman recruit Ryan Mays has been acquitted of the fire that destroyed the USS Bonhomme Richard. It was a really interesting case because they were going after literally the lowest person on the Navy totem pole. An E-1. An E-1, yes. And there were numerous people that when they did the command investigation, they did find charges against, but not criminal charges. They received letters of reprimand and other various punishments. They received financial penalties. But yet, even after the recommendation that they don't prosecute semen recruit, Hayes, they still went after him. Uh, Someone in D.C., I guess, seemingly D.C., seemed to decide that they needed to go after the person who had no decision-making in how to treat the fire, the person that had no decision-making in how to train for fires, who to train for fires, the fire suppression systems on board, making sure that they were in working order, the person who had No responsibility for any of that was the person that they were going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. He was the only one for actual prosecution. Well, that's because somebody thought that he was a disgruntled, washed out Navy SEAL candidate. And what better person to go after? He may have had a slight attitude because he probably had a dream of becoming a SEAL and just couldn't even make it through buds, but doesn't mean that he's an arsonist. No, and the fact that they would go after the person with the least ability to legally represent themselves is kind of telling, with scapegoating, in my opinion. And then now we go to the opposite end of that spectrum, and we have an admiral who's being punished with a letter of reprimand, even though he's retired, and about a dozen other sailors, and he feels that he's being scapegoated. The admiral? Yes. I think it's the same admiral that attempted to get the captain to order the sailors back on the ship so that way they could actually fight the fire and the captain declined to do so. So the person who actually fought to try and put out the fire gets a letter of reprimand after he retires. That does sound like a bit of scapegoating as well. Absolutely. Maybe it's time they put active cameras Inside the ships when they're in dry dock, huh? So they can monitor them at all times? Absolutely. Except for in private spaces like uh, heads? Yes, and in sleeping quarters. Well, you need them pretty much in sleeping quarters, especially if there's a fire. Well, outside certain doors Uh, or inside main, like you don't have to put a camera in somebody's bed. Right, you don't have to point it right at birthing. But if they had... Functioning smoke detectors that would light off early. Or a fire suppression system that was actually functioning. Hey, I know. Wasn't missing parts and pieces. How about you stand, what, 
when you you're at sea. You stand watch. So you have a fire watch even when you're in dry dock. Yes. Yes. Well, considering this sailor is the same one who complained that somebody was shooting off sparks while welding next to his head. And that the compartment where the fire started looked like, you know what? Yes. Yeah, so he had already said that it was a problem, yet he was scapegoated as the one who made it a problem, even though he was telling his chain of command, hey, there's a problem here. That, that's quite interesting. It is very interesting. You know what else is interesting? What's that? Two things. I've been trying to find information on different countries in Europe and how COVID has affected vaccinated versus unvaccinated as far as the empirical data and certain maladies that are happening right now. You can't find out who is unvaccinated or vaccinated with these maladies, but you can't find out what the maladies are or the additional things that are happening to people. I have looked and looked and looked, and there's just no information out there. But the bit of information that is there is that Dr. Fauci made approximately $5 million in royalties the last three years. Yes, in the last three years, he went from being worth something like 7 to $8 million because he was already the highest paid guru out there, and he was making bank. And then within the last three years, he... Went from again seven to eight million to twelve to thirteen million, according to his disclosures. Well, a former U.S. congressman from Utah by the name of Jason Chaffetz has said recently that people that are in public office like that should not walk out of public office after 10, 20, 30, 40 years a multi millionaire. Okay, so I can see becoming a multimillionaire when you make the salaries that they make, presuming that you invest in mutual funds and in the government um, retirement system, the thrift savings plan, so you can do, it's a mutual fund investment, and at their rates of pay putting into mutual funds, they would likely make a couple million dollars. Easy. However... We have something like the Stock Act that gets introduced into the House of Representatives, but it fails repeatedly. It's not the first time that such a uh, bill has failed in which top leadership, including Pelosi, do not want to have it go through. And do not get me wrong, it is not just Pelosi. There are top Democrats, top Republicans that do not want a restriction on investing on single stocks because they are making their money knowing what is going to happen ahead of time. So they either jump into a stock or out of a stock based on information that the public is not privy to. All of that is criminal. Correct. And that is where folks like Dr. Fauci should not be allowed to draw income or investments from the very product that he's pushing through the NIH and through his wife's work with the NIH because he should not get one nickel from an mRNA vaccine or any other. Right. So part of what they try to do is give these individuals ownership in their invention or their creation. So that's where they get money for for these inventions and creations. However, Fauci is still the same one who gets to decide which 
invention or creation gets to be widely produced or widely accepted or more money, he makes the decision to fund it. So he's funding his own research and then putting extra into it and then promoting it on the side. That is very problematic. Yes, just like administration after administration getting to pick winners and losers like Solyndra and a past president. God, what was that? Like $450 million gone up in smoke within months of the announcement. Yes, of our of investments. Of our hard-earned money. And is it investing? Correct. It's very, very suspect. You know who Jordan Peterson is? I have heard, heard the name. So who is he or what has he done? Well, that's the same very question I asked you last week. Then I said, whoop, I'll get back to you on that because I didn't know who he was. Well, apparently he's from Canada. He is a psychologist. He is a news media type person. And he is a professor emeritus at a university up in Canada. And I've watched a couple of his videos now on different people's podcasts, and he's actually a pretty interesting guy, and a lot of people listen to him, and a lot of people think he's kind of out there. He was talking about Sweden and Norway and what they're doing with nitrogen and crops. Okay. And how they're basically saying, hey, farmers, you must reduce your nitrogen levels down to this number. And there is this, I don't know about him, but are they saying that they have to reduce their crop yields and or not plant at all? Correct. So what he's saying is that's going to cause famine for millions because I believe it's Norway, the Netherlands, excuse me, is the number two exporter of produce and goods and services basically in that theater. So if they're having to reduce their yields... Or the crops in general, which is the yields of the crops for the country, then however much they normally purchase, presuming they were producing one to one. So if there's a hundred percent demand, they have a hundred percent production. So if they're reducing, that means the demand will be there, but the production will not. Correct. And apparently they've spent million they being the farmers have spent millions and millions of dollars going green. They've done everything that their governments have have asked of them. Yes. And after that approach, their government still came back to them and said, sorry, not good enough. So you go green and now it's go broke. Go dormant. There's a big infight, especially with folks there that have been farming family-wise for hundreds of years. So basically the answer from the government was, you don't want to do what we tell you to? We'll force you to sell your farms. We'll let corporations and others take over it. Or we'll just foul it and we won't grow at all. And we'll let other countries figure it out. So. Wow. You have that going on there. You have what's going on in Ukraine with their wheat exports and that sort. You have Russia. Yes, you have Russia and the uh, fuel for Europe so they can heat this winter. Isn't it Nord Stream 1 and 2? magically not sabotage but magically had something happen and they were shut off and not continuing to supply so one had a leak and two they just stopped moving forward on it yes they had a methane leak an explosion literally and it just so happens that there's a third pipeline that another country over there 
I don't think it was Poland, but there's another one that's actually in the process of bringing their pipeline right underneath those two. So before you know it, they'll be able to pump natural gas for them. Yeah, I believe uh, Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, the U.S. spokesperson for Biden, press secretary, came out and said there was no sabotage. Well, things don't just blow up. Yeah, when, it was when asked directly, there was no sabotage. I'll have to follow up and see if she's there's stuck no in, with that story. There's no inflation either in yeah. America. Yeah, it's like zero. Come on, man. Well, now that I know who this guy is, though, it's pretty interesting. So I'll start watching more of his stuff and see, in my own opinion, if he's a pretty legit person or if he's out there in, in la-la land. But apparently Joe Rogan and a lot of others think that he's it. So I didn't realize just the depth that he spoke to. So I, too, will have to look him up. It's amazing how this woke crowd labels everybody when they actually need to walk up to a mirror and look at themselves because they're the ones that need to readjust their thought process and how they speak and think. Well, what was kind of interesting to me is this week, or let me back up before I get to this week, here even in Clovis, California, Fresno, California, the surrounding areas, we've had a lot of acceptance of your choice of pronouns. And then after going he, she, they, them, it was, it started going further and further, like Z, Zay, and some individuals identified as cats or other fur type having animals. So they were called furries. And then there was a rumor that got started that kids had litter boxes at school to use. Now that was never confirmed. However, there were known individuals inside like Clovis High and other high schools that identified as furries who would answer only in meows or as a dog would bark and stuff in class. Very disruptive. And in fact, someone I personally know, her daughter got really upset one day because class kept getting disrupted by someone who was allowed to continually bark in class and just generally disrupt and there was nothing they were doing about it because that's how they identify and you can't stop that (laughs) which i think is crazy yeah it is wow but come forward to this week and we have an apparent republican um nominee someone who's running off the republican ticket who said her kids identify as furries okay so i just I won't touch that. I've already just given my opinion on the subject. Right. But some Democrats came out and called her crazy. Not that I don't disagree per se, but I thought it was a funny argument from the very people, like some of these people, like some specific people who were promoting that this should be a legitimate thing and people should be allowed to identify, including as furries, how they identify And yet when a Republican comes out and says her kids identify as a furry, then they are crazy. The Republican is crazy for doing something like that. But it started on the opposite side of the aisle. Well, they can always twist it to make their, to justify their end, their means, because they're crazy. 
They all are. I mean, the, the Republican gal saying, I'm sorry, the Republican gal saying that her kids are furries. Like, come on. You can identify as a horse, a dog, a elephant, whatever. But the reality is no such thing. Kids playing is one thing, but to be allowed to go to class and be completely disruptive and say that it's acceptable because that's how you identify is out of line. Yes, it is. So some guy by the name of Putin is talking about a nuke. I heard that some Chechen top people were asking to use nukes, limited nukes. Ramzan Kadrov. Yes. Urges Moscow to use a low yield nuclear weapon to stop Ukraine in its tracks. Well, a little bit of a scary thing if this news report is factual. A nuclear sub belonging to Russia has gone missing. Just went dark. Yep, and it has a weapon on it supposedly capable of creating a 1,600-foot wall of water. So they blow it right at uh, shallow depths. It actually will flood an entire town with radiation. Wow, and it's gone under the water. And I hope he's not that stupid. I hope not either, but some are saying he's sick and not mentally well, which is why all of this is happening. But his country people are not fully accepting of what he is doing. We talked about it before where his top level oligarchs and other countrymen are mysteriously dying. And you also have Russians, uh, especially men of fighting age, who are fleeing because they have one of the biggest military call-ups since, I think, World War II. Right, and they've locked down the borders so people can't get out now. Right. Here's an interesting little bit of information. What are the odds of two of the most powerful nations in the world having leaders that both have deficits? We got one across the pond that's potentially gone rogue and a nut, and we have one... It says he was sort of raised in a Puerto Rican family. Right. Yes, when talking to Puerto Ricans now claims that he was sort of raised in a Puerto Rican family. He can't navigate a stage anymore. He has to be directed by all of his officials that are near him after every single speech or every engagement that he does, including having his wife direct him in some of those cases. But he went... And did an interview or a press conference with FEMA and then just walked away in the middle of said press conference. He looks like he has lost all of the marbles except the one that he has left that allows him to read a teleprompter. And sometimes not very effectively. And that is who's trying to tell Putin to stand down and to support Ukraine, etc., And then we have individuals who say, like, thank goodness we have Biden as our leader because Ukraine would have already fallen without his leadership. Well, I don't think the Ukrainians would have went that easily. I think that some of the European countries would have stepped up and helped besides us. and They have some pretty good weapon systems. The unfortunate thing is there's, I don't know what the true population of America is. It's somewhere between one and 400 million. And he's not doing any of us any justice, whether you're a young person, 
an older person, a born here person, a naturalized citizen, illegal, whatever you are in this country, he is not doing any of us any favors. No, he's not. But don't worry if you are, if you have freshly crossed the border and you got sent out of state, out of Dallas, or sorry, out of Texas or out of Florida, Nancy Pelosi supports you 100% going to Florida and picking crops because that is who you are and what you are worth, according to Nancy Pelosi, that they should stop sending people who have crossed the border unlawfully to any other states because according to her, uh, Florida did a disservice by helping to fly immigrants to Martha's Vineyard because they're really needed in Florida to pick their crops. That is your worth, according to Nancy Pelosi. Surprise, surprise. Not Nancy Pelosi saying something racist. She probably says it all the time to the people that help take care of her and her husband's home. So, Supreme Court, Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Katanji Brown Jackson jumps right into grilling in the first Supreme Court oral argument. And do you know what the case is? Clean Water Act. It's a Clean Water Act, and this is a case from Idaho. They're trying to clarify the definition of a term. Right, because the the owners of the property in Idaho want to build on their land. They're claiming they bought it and they want to build on it. And the EPA is saying that it's never buildable, I believe. Because it's too close to a lake. Right. I think they're, they're going into the word adjacent and adjoining and the meaning behind it for decades and how cases with such words have been decided up and down the Supreme Court, all the courts in general, not just the Supreme Court. Because if it has been clearly defined, then that is one thing. But if it hasn't been clearly defined, then it there is room for interpretation is the claim. So I wonder how the EPA representation, a.k.a. the lawyers, feel when these wealthy folks build in Martha's Vineyard Carmel. Uh, they get all of their special permissions. And in fact, when they want to go green for some, like putting windmills off the coast of Martha's Vineyard, all of the rich, elite, wealthiest people fight it because it won't look pretty, but you can put it in the poor areas and they're okay with that. Amazing, isn't it? You know what else is amazing? Tell me, please. Here in California, let's let's bring it back to California. Um, we have talked about the homeless crisis that has hit California. Many different cities have problems, but one woman in Los Angeles struggles because a homeless man will not stop sleeping on her porch. She no longer has any enjoyment or use of her porch because this individual repeatedly comes back. And she says she doesn't feel safe because she tries to go out and enjoy a cup of coffee, sit, do yoga. Um, and he's just, he's either sleeping there, comes on her property, um, will smoke, will, you know, smoke, sleep, leave graffiti, etc. And the LAPD will arrive, but the man has claimed that he lives with her 
and there's not as much as they can do. Like they try to run him off, but then he just comes back. And I was thinking about it, what it means for all of us, because it's not just in this particular Los Angeles community, community. Some people have had problems with homeless individuals taking over their shed and then they canning victim or coming into their backyard, putting up a tent. And then the cities, depending on which city it is, will do nothing. And so now I guess that would take into property ownership rights. Do you get to own your property or is that for everybody's enjoyment? Well, if you look at part of one of Hawaii's laws and access to beaches, not homeless, but just access to beaches. You can build a home on the water or obviously not on the water, but on land right next to water. And you have to give locals access to the beach. So that would go to your sharing for everyone. Right. So you do have to, in that regard, you would have to share with everyone. However, go ahead. Sorry. I would take that individual and put him in my car with me and we'd go for a ride about two states over and I would drop him off. I would never hurt him. I would feed him. I would help clothe him. You would make him somebody else's problem? I would make him somebody else's problem. So the other thing I was thinking, if like people come into your backyard and you're not allowed to make them leave, can you file that they're not paying the appropriate property taxes? I would sure give it a try. Or rent, et cetera. Well, unfortunately, leadership has let this get out of control. They created the problem. They say they're the solution. They're not the solution. It's spiraling so far out of control. I can tell you I was just down in Southern California this past weekend again, and the freeways and the overpasses are riddled with homeless. You go down to where we go to get on our boat, and the streets on both sides, just regular streets, are riddled with homeless. So some would say that what's the problem? It's a public area, and they're homeless. Let them sleep, let them eat, etc. Why do you think that they that that should be discouraged or unlawful? Well, if they were clean, er, it would be just fine. So, for instance, you would have essentially raw human sewage that is being left, which would be a health and sanitary type issue. And at hospitals, nurses, LVNs, RNs, they wear protective gear. Why? Because they consider that kind of stuff a biohazard. And that's when they're dealing with one patient. Not a bunch of people. Not in an area of... One city block, 500. Right, and so then you also get into mental health issues as as an individual. Just in general population, the vast majority of individuals are not trained in how to handle people with mental health or addiction issues. And so putting into play that there are a bunch of people with mental health issues and then you're supposed to either pretend they don't exist Feel safe, even though you don't feel safe. You're the person with the problem if you don't feel safe. And if we move on to New York City for the homeless, there's a man who is homeless, and he has had multiple interactions with the police. Violent interactions have gotten him jailed, and he recently 
cat called a woman, wanted to have an interaction with a woman, and so she just put her head down and kept walking, and he didn't appreciate that, so then he beat her senseless, knocked her down, was beating her. Another man tried to, another person tried to intervene. He chased that person off and then continued to kick her in the head, beat her about the head and body. And this man has been involved with the police multiple times, and it was a completely unprovoked attack. He had uh, been arrested for previously stabbing a woman in the face and the shoulder. Yet, as a homeless individual, so you say, I don't know his background. It's just another person I am passing. You're supposed to, as a woman, be able to handle that. You're not supposed to think negatively, feel unsafe, have an opinion. It's just another person until you get beat. We're riddled with... Crime and problems all across the U.S. So you remember the Christmas parade attacker? Yes, I do. That was in Wisconsin? Yes. Well, he is fit to stand trial. Now he may not be fit to stand trial. Okay, so he was deemed fit, and now it seems that he's trying to act unfit, or he actually is unfit. He wanted to represent himself, but he had multiple outbursts in court. Well, that could be a part of his plan, make himself seem unfit. That's what I would think, too. But now they're looking at taking him back and doing another psychological evaluation to see if he's actually faking or if he's really legitimately whacked out. Well, I got a little 411 for everybody. If he's willing to run a bunch of people over in a car, he's unfit. Okay, but if you have someone who, there you go, you deemed him unfit, if he is ever deemed by a hospital to be fit, whether it's a year from now, two years from now, do you think somebody who's murdered a bunch of people when he was unfit should be allowed back into society because now he's fit? Nope. But I don't have a degree in psychology and I'm not a clinical psychologist, so I really can't say whether he's fit or not. Just my own personal observation. Somebody that does something like that is um, riddled with problems. Is having problems. You know who else has a problem? There was a Dallas doctor who has been dubbed a medical terrorist after he was caught tampering with IV bags. And so now he could potentially face a death penalty if he is convicted of, in fact, putting heart-stopping medication in patient IV bags. Was he doing that to elderly folks that were on their last leg? No, he was doing it to all kind of people. He was a an anesthesiologist, but he went up to the IV bags and was seen apparently injecting them because of um, it. Right now, they're saying that it was because of a medical misconduct probe that had been going against him, and he retaliated by injecting this medication, which ultimately ended up causing the death of a fellow physician and led to 11 other cardiac emergencies. That's why anesthesiologists have your life in their hands. Quite literally. 100%. Absolutely. In every surgery I've had, I've always had a talk with the anesthesiologist. Say please and thank you. I have a family. I would like to come back to them in an hour or two, so... Pay attention to what you're giving me, please. Yeah, apparently he was 
The claim is he was seen holding an IV bag as he walked down an empty hall towards a fridge used for warming saline solution. As he passed the fridge, he made a U-turn, deposits the IV bag inside, closes the door, scans the room, and then leaves. And then a nurse retrieving the bag ultimately um, administered it to a woman undergoing a surgery so he would contaminate multiple bags and just run it over there. So seemingly healthy people went into cardiac distress. We're having heart issues. So Massachusetts' son murdered his mom. Beat her, okay. beat her to death, caught her on fire in front of her house. Oh, wow. That's really dark. Yes. She was an elite woman. She had a $900,000 home. Apparently, he was a little short upstairs as well and had some real mental issues. So that's just a, a, another one many happening across America. It's, it's And insane. that we're not handling people with mental health issues very well? Not at all. Because we have another one. Florida man raped his own wife. Then his he, estranged wife, but yes. Uh, yes, his yes. estranged wife. He kidnapped her, held her against her will, raped her. And then during the court proceedings at the last minute. Fired his attorney so he could cross-examine so her. her for hours. Yeah, I did hear about that particular case. And the ex-wife in part said she wasn't surprised as far as the fact that he's a narcissist. Well, and the narcissist was found guilty on all counts. Yes, he was. And was given life in prison. Yes, he was. Not a, not long vista. enough. Nope. Hasta la vista. Or should I say not quick enough? He's going to. I think he's only 45 years old, so he's going to be in there a long time. A long time. A news story that we talked about a couple episodes prior was the New Orleans mayor, Latoya Kintrell. She was said to have. Uh, she flew first class. She was said to have flown first class. And then not reimbursed the the city. Didn't want to pay her part. For the cost difference between flying economy and flying first. And she said that it would have been unsafe for her to fly anything but first class. So it also turns out that she may have been living rent free in a city owned apartment. So there's an allegation that she has been using a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment in the French Market Corporation's Upper Pontebella building in Jackson Square as a personal residence, and the fair market value of said residence or apartment would be $3,000 a month. And the mayor's coming and going, I guess, uh, from this apartment was subject to a two-month-long investigation by Fox 8 of New Orleans. And then they reported that they had combed through over 600 hours of surveillance footage in order to see how many times she entered and exited in a certain period of time. And so they are reporting that she was staying overnight and that she was seen apparently making this house, this apartment, her free place to stay. But I guess the office of the mayor did come out and defend her use of the apartment, saying that she's done nothing wrong. So $3,000 a month for this apartment, thousands of dollars in flights for first class. 
She's definitely getting banged for her buck there as the mayor of New Orleans. Well, New Orleans people go without jobs. High electricity, high gas, and no place to live. She's doing them a real service. Seems to be. I mean, $30,000 in first-class international travel, $36,000 a year for rent is how much it would go for. Pretty luxurious for her. Yeah, she's just learning from probably a protege that's in Washington, D.C. that do the same thing. They live in upper-end apartments and houses, free gratis. They stock option it, and they wonder why people follow their lead or try to. So we've talked quite a bit about elections and integrity and whether or not it is possible to quote-unquote steal an election or to alter an election. So in Georgia, they decided to have an election integrity law, um, election integrity lawsuit against a law that had already been passed. Uh, Joe Biden had labeled it Jim Crow 2.0 sometime back. I guess a federal judge has ruled that the Georgia law is not perfect but does not violate the Constitution. So that is definitely going to continue going up probably to the Supreme Court. But the federal judge who ruled it not perfect but not a violation was appointed by Obama. So that is also an interesting Well, it turn. is, which means he must be a good judge that follows actual law in the Constitution and isn't an activist judge. Yeah, Democrat Stacey Abrams was one of the people challenging the constitutionality of the election practices. So she's also trying to run for governor governor of Georgia. And I believe at this point in time right now, she's a few points behind. To Kemp, who's rerunning yes. or running again for re-election. So we have a new California bill that punishes doctors for COVID misinformation. Yes, and what they deem misinformation, if you look at historically what misinformation was and then later it was found to be truthful, and I'm not saying everything that was misinformation was found to be truthful. I'm saying there are certain things doctors were not allowed to do, even by like medical boards started saying that they would yank licenses if doctors said certain things. It has come full circle because the doctors are proven right. Especially with repurposed meds. Yes. And uh, prophylactic, the prophylactic taking of certain drugs was found to reduce negative outcomes by 92%. And those drugs were cheap, readily available. And according to the study done in Brazil, over 82,000 patients followed. There were almost no, like a 0% death rate. For those who started taking these drugs, I'm not going to name the drugs in this particular talk, but started taking the drugs and then took it for lengthy periods of time, just, you know, on the daily, they would take it. They had better outcomes, but these drugs were banned from even being posted in social media and doctors who were talking about it were threatened to have their medical license yanked. So what is the misinformation? Why does a politician get to decide that it's misinformation? 
Well, heck, with some of the media sites, it's not even humans that are determining the misinformation. It's bots and algorithm software or algorithms from software that's being purported to make the decisions for us as to what's truthful, what's not truthful. Even my favorite doctor has been throttled by YouTube, even though he is a medical expert and has been teaching schools for, I think, 35 years now on all things medical. Someone at Facebook and YouTube decided they didn't like what he had to say when he was just relaying something from another doctor, which turned out to be factual, but for them it was misinformation, so they pulled his video. Because they don't want you to be able to think for yourself at all. So if somebody has said it has to be one way, you can never think differently, even if the argument that you know the others are making are clearly fallible. And we've talked about this thing from back day one when we first started podcasting, how we had to wait for all the empirical data to come through before we started throwing people under the bus or running like they did back in ancient times to the door with sticks with fire so we could burn the person at the stake. Right, we think you have something, so we're just going to kill you. And then if you didn't, well, at least we're safe anyway. Don't hide the truth. We needed all items in our toolbox to fight this thing because it was very serious for people 65 and older and people that had that new fancy term, comorbidities, or people that happened to give up their DNA on 23andMe. Shut up. Just kidding. But jumping back just a second for former, um, sorry, for if you dared to talk about any voting or election integrity, a former Democrat representative, Michael Ozzie Myers, has pled guilty to frequently stuffing ballots, conspire, conspiring to illegally vote in a federal election and deprivation of civil rights voting records falsification, and bribery in favor of Democratic candidates. And he carried out his schemes in Pennsylvania in 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 18. So you have election integrity issues, ballot box stuffing, but yet even same issue as we just talked about medically, but election if you talked about there being any election election fraud, you were shut down, you were blacklisted, you were canned, whatever you want whatever term you want to use, but you were stopped from being able to talk about it. But we have people who are pleading guilty to federal election crimes, not just in Pennsylvania, but in other states and and Republican and Democrat. This one just happens to be a Democrat. Yet we want to shut down the ability to talk about certain things. Yes, we do. And just imagine if it's a community that's small, it's a mayoral or a city council or a county supervisor election, and it's separated by 20 votes, 100 votes. So now you have someone un- unlawfully elected. We saw that down in Los Angeles where they ended up with, I believe it was a city council might have been a school board, maybe it was a little bit smaller than city council, where they were found to have been stuffing the ballot box. And again, 
Were they only voting on that specific issue or did they have other ticky marks for other people? So you have 20 votes here, 30 votes there, 50 votes down the street. Where does it end when you have stuff like that? Never, never mind the fact that big tech, it has been shown that people like Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook ran a little pilot where they suppress certain pieces of information like positive pieces of information or they suppress negative pieces of information and only showed people certain either news stories or friend stories positively and negatively and then looked at the impacts that it would have on your viewpoint. And so they they willfully turned people into little lab rats and it turned out it did have an impact. So imagine what they're steering us to certain information looks like and the impact that it can have on election integrity. It has big consequences. Because look at the outcome right now. And I'm not saying that the presidential election was thrown, but groups did have the ability to alter people's minds, so they voted. Right, certain news stories couldn't even be talked about because it might impact negatively one way, even though those news stories were 100% legitimate. Well, and that did impact one way because you didn't get to both sides of the story. So it impacted that part of the race towards one group over the other. And in fact, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, is now saying that Google suppressed their emails, their fundraising emails. And so apparently at the beginning of the month, people would get those emails coming through, but getting closer to the end of the month when they're saying, hey, we're not meeting our funding goals, or can you help us out? Can you donate XYZ amount of money? That towards the end of the month, when they were really trying to to hit their targets, Google would send all of those messages to spam where people just delete them. And I've actually begun to notice myself, like I signed up for a certain mailing list and they started going directly to my spam, even though when I open them up, I click the links, I look through the information, and then ultimately I delete it when I'm done reading it. Some of the emails that I've requested are going to my spam box, and things that I don't want at all, have never signed up for, are sitting in my inbox. So I do believe that's a part of big tech, deciding that Republican committee emails are spam and shutting them down and sending them to the the hidden little file folder you have in your email so they are also playing a role yes they are and it's so corrupt it's unreal and i don't know how you fix it other than vote people out of office you know i've said this time and time again term limits on and on and on and you need to pull all these big tech leaders into a little room and say boys ladies You guys were not put on this earth to determine the outcome of elections for 300 million people. Sorry. Need to stop. They absolutely do need to stop. It'll be interesting if we ever do see it stopped. Probably not. One thing we are seeing, though, is our Secretary of Defense going to Hawaii to reassure the people that the water issue on base has been solved. I don't believe it. Nor do they. Because after the Admiral told them, you can drink it. And then, oops, sorry, I thought it was clean. Would you ever trust it again? No, and we just had this happen um, on a ship here recently, like within the last few days. Oh, the USS Nimitz? Yes, fuel in the water. 
fuel in the water accidentally, more fuel in the water. Camp Lejeune had poisoned water too. And in fact, they now have government approved lawsuits, if that's the way to do it, that you government approved conditions that are related to Camp Lejeune. And you can now jump on the bandwagon and a version of suing the government for the poisoned water, get money for all of your maladies. Poisoned water and military bases or military ships, as it were, we, we just do not do it right in the government. We're, they are the arbiters. They have the EPA who is saying, you know, going back to earlier, that a couple can't build a house in Idaho because of the Clean Water Act. But amazingly enough, they can't produce clean water all over these military bases. They have problem after problem after problem. So maybe the government is not our solution or the arbiters of what we consider clean and good. They are not. And it's amazing when you buy a lot and you build a home and you punch a well in the ground, well being your drinking water, and then you do your septic, guess what? You don't put your septic right next to your well. You don't want to drink your um, dirty water? No. So there has to be some kind of separation on these bases and these ships that under no circumstances can fuel commingle with water, can water commingle with the fuel. Completely separate dugout pipeline should not even be near the same pipeline. No, I do believe the one in Hawaii went right into the groundwater table, so that was, you know, unfortunate. But because of the age of the systems, they're not upgrading. They're not upgrading them. And then apparently when that you have one group who says there's a problem here, there were so many different people to report to that nobody spoke with each other which ultimately led to it becoming a crisis because nobody was speaking to each other. They don't do their due diligence in fixing this stuff. They do not. So do you remember a lady by the name of Elizabeth Holmes? She, I believe, was the woman who faked a blood testing company that they could use like a really minute amount of blood and test for a bunch of stuff. That was what she was selling people that she had created this technology. Yes, and the technology was not real. Yes, that's what she went to court for. They were using old school machines. She milked a bunch of people out of money. Yes, including celebrities. I believe she got lots lots of investments from top people. Well, apparently they postponed her sentencing because she's asking for a retrial. Oh, so what does she claim happened that would be significant enough that she should get a retrial? There's new evidence that that has come to light from one of the scientists that actually worked in her lab and some of his statements. And now he has come forward and said that he is sorry that he made the statements and they may have been partially inaccurate. Oh, you mean to the effect of that he was telling her that he's doing it, it can be done, and so she made her claims based on her scientists saying that he can do it and it could be done. She gave her sales pitch to bring money in based on what his information. I wonder how much he was paid. A lot, I'm sure. But it kind of reminds me of the guy that founded Microsoft, the, the consummate salesman. Right, because he 
he's good at making money. He's good at selling things. He's good at buying land and selling fake meat because now he owns the land that's going to produce the products that go into fake meat. And now he's potentially saying that uh, because of our fractures in our democratic process that we are going to have a civil war. You know, I did hear him talk around that. And so he said that he's still worried about domestic polarization in the U.S., which he sees little hope for in the short term because he was being asked about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and that he's aiming to run it for just 25 more years. And so to quote, I admit that political polarization may bring it all to an end. We're going to have a hung election and a civil war. I have no expertise in that. I'm not going to divert my money to that because I wouldn't know how to spend it. It's interesting that he has no expertise in that field, but he has expertise in every other field. That everybody, he came out during the whole COVID pandemic and he was constantly touted as an expert, but he is not a scientist. He's a billionaire. Yes, but not a scientist, as you said, a salesman. Yes, and he actually came out a few months ago and said that the Omicron version of COVID was better than the vaccine that he had touted. So That's interesting considering he predicted the pandemic in 2015. Yes, he did. Oh, it was better than I could have done. <laughs> Is that what it was? It's better than I did. That was his own words. Jeez. He's something else. Him and all of the other billionaires who are using their money to influence elections. That's another election integrity issue. Well, it's all these narcissists. You get them all in one room and they all think that they can run the world. Yeah. Going back to another topic we were speaking of, which is so the EPA, or not just the EPA, but you have like the EPA and then you have the military people and then you end up with like government entities almost fighting themselves. One government agency and another government agency fighting itself. And then we spend a lot of money kind of arguing with ourselves, if that makes sense. So another thing that has come up, we've talked about immigration and technically by law, a, a, person who is unlawfully residing here or a person who gets put into immigration proceedings tries to cross the border gets picked up and then gets placed into proceedings they do not have an entitlement to government paid for representation now if you get picked up on a charge inside the united states for instance if you are charged with arson or murder and you cannot afford an attorney, the government will appoint an attorney for you and pay for that attorney for you if you are unable to pay for it yourself. In the immigration scenario that I just noted, the individual is not supposed to get government paid for representation. They can have representation, but they are supposed to pay them for it themselves. Well, now the U.S. government, and it's been happening for a little while, but it's getting bigger and bigger. The U.S. government is paying for both sides because they are giving grants to companies 
who then come in, they're non-government, non-governmental agency type people. They get the grant and then they go and represent the person who is in immigration proceedings. So non-profits? Yes. So a George Soros-linked group has won a $41 million contract from the Biden administration to help illegal aliens or people unlawfully residing here help them stop their deportation proceedings and get some sort of lawful status. So now we are spending millions upon millions of dollars to both remove and keep them here. We are fighting ourselves. Such a scam. It is. Everybody gets paid. Everybody but But, us gets paid. But we lose because it is our tax dollars. So we're the losers in this situation. Big money losers. Yes. So Stacey Abrams' running mate, Charlie Bailey, was just charged with a DUI. If you had to put up with some of the radical statements and policies that Stacey Abrams has said, wouldn't you? I drink too. There is no excuse for drinking and driving. There is not. It's unsafe. Well, I mean, Paul Pelosi got charged with a DUI and it didn't seem to hurt him too much. So maybe that's just a thing. No, he spent his time in jail, no time in jail. Yeah. So Ukraine is really mad at Elon Musk. He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, he tweeted on the Russian invasion. Yes, F off. All he he said was that the folks in the annexed region should ultimately determine, be the determining factor and decide their own fate. While I agree with that, we don't even allow that inside the United States because the will of the people have been shut down repeatedly or else Hawaii would no longer be a part of the United States if we went with the will of the people. And in California, they attempted to bust up the state, I think, in somewhere, depending on which one would would be put on the ballot, but three to seven different states. They wanted to bust up California, and that wasn't allowed to happen. So why would Elon Musk think that a country can invade, put their people in there, and then those people vote that they want to be a part of Russia? That just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Maybe it was a tongue-in-cheek thing for him. Or maybe like woke people, they're just misunderstood. He was just misheard. Maybe he's just misunderstood. Yes, he just he, misheard. He says a lot of stuff, that's for sure. If you had as much money as he does, you could say what you want, too. You can pretty much say whatever you want. So here in California, you no longer need a reservation to enter Yosemite National Park. They have stopped their reservation system. That well, was for limiting was the number for of people. Keeping the numbers down yeah, during so, the pandemic, right? So they've, yeah, so they've removed that. that. As Hawaiian Airlines, I don't know if you saw the article, has decided to rehire the unvaccinated that they fired. Really? Yes. Maybe the uh, National Guard should do the same to the individual that Biden thanked for all of his rescues with Hurricane Ian. And then promptly fired for being unvaccinated. As they should, now that this thing has changed positions, we need to go back to pre-COVID two years ago and make sure that we put the changes in place that need to be put in place. And we need to make sure that everybody that was terminated 
for medical reasons or for their religious preference, should be rehired, given their jobs back, given back pay. Because we've handed out so much free money during this whole thing, we need to rethink and give people jobs back. Did you know that China has been opening up police stations here in the United States and in Canada to keep their citizens in check? Oh, that's not all. I didn't get to read the article, so I'm going to have to read it so we can talk about it in the next podcast. China has taken over Brazil. They've taken over Brazil. They have taken over Brazil. And one of the shows I don't watch, but I watch, Tucker Carlson. He's okay. having a special reporter, special show with Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, who's going to talk about the takeover of Brazil by China and that we let it happen. Well, China has been taking over different countries for years. They go in with their quote-unquote investments or they buy up land inside that particular country and then they just essentially end up owning enough of it that they threaten them with shutting everything down, which will cripple their country, which is part of how they do it. That's not the only you know, things that they do, but that's how they've been taking over different areas. Even here in the United States, it's been brought up that they've been allowed to buy land next to military installations and the safety and security concerns that that would cause, we seem to be dumb and let it happen. Yes. And there's a big, heavy Chinese population in Mexico City down in Mexico as well. They have bought up a lot of our ports in Long Beach and San Pedro. And that's when you look at these shipping containers, which I call tiny homes. They have the writing on their C-O-S-C-O. Costco. Yeah, that is not Costco, the store. That's Costco, which is owned by the Chinese military. We'll have to talk more about that next week. Roger that. A subject we talked about last week was Barney Frank. Yes. And it does look like he was never prosecuted, nor was his significant other prosecuted a prostitution ring or brothel or whatever you want to call it was run out of his home but he claimed that he had Barney Frank the representative that he had no idea that such a thing was going on but apparently so his boyfriend had been previously hired by Barney Frank as a prostitute and in fact he I believe he was caught in the scandal that he hired a prostitute, but ultimately they became a couple, boyfriend, um, they became boyfriends. And he, Frank, claimed that he did not know anything about the prostitution ring being run out of his home. However, he did use his power or the power of his office to help fix tickets for his boyfriend and wrote a misleading letter, apparently, to his boyfriend's probation officer in Virginia. And all he received was a reprimand for fixing the tickets of his boyfriend. And his boyfriend maintained that Barney Frank knew about the prostitution ring being operated out of his home. So was this a they lived together in Virginia in the house? 
I at the same so. time? Yes. But he didn't know. He was unaware. So they were living together in the home at the same time, but the claim is that he had no idea his boyfriend was running the prostitution ring out of his home. But also he met his boyfriend when he picked up his boyfriend at the time as a prostitute. But he had no knowledge of any crime being committed. And the boyfriend claims he did, in fact, have knowledge. Well, I was going to say, I believe the boyfriend, because there's no way they lived together and he was unaware. I guess there, there's a possibility if he was there like on the weekends and he was in D.C. staying at another place and the guy was doing it during the week or whatever, that's that's a possibility. Highly unlikely, especially because your neighbors would see the comings and goings. And from what Why are I, so many people yes, coming and going? And from what I remember from the news articles, it was a prostitution ring of underage boys. Now, I don't know why none of that's in the news right now that you can read the articles, but that's what I, what I recall. Well, media suppression is very real. Yes, it is. All over, because if you look, if you look back historically, the things we quote-unquote learn after the fact, such as FDR was very sick, and he likely would not have won re-election, but for the help of the local media there in D.C., not writing stories about how sick he was. I mean, he did end up dying in office because he was sick. That they propped him up, and they didn't write negative stories. It was a, a quid pro quo sort of thing. I'll give you interviews and media access if you don't write the negative stories. Oh, kind of like our current president. Yes, we don't write the negative stories type of situation. And that has happened all throughout our history where the newsworthy stories aren't written or willfully suppressed. And then years later, you know, oh, yeah, the tell-all book on so-and-so comes out. And they talk about all the things that they weren't allowed to say while that person was in office. Oh, you mean just like the suppression of his son's misgivings? I look today... Because all of his misdeeds. I looked at nine different news companies today and could not find one article on Hunter Biden. Not one today. Well, they're just not going to write the negative stories. That's that two sets of laws, one for them and one for us. True story. So do you know who Sirhan or Sirhan Sirhan is? Yes, I do. But he didn't do it. He assassinated Robert F. Kennedy in 1968. Yes, he did. And he's been in prison since. He is now 78 years old. He has spent 54 years in prison, and he's requested to be released from prison. He says he feels remorse for his actions. He's transformed his life into something positive, dedicated his life to self-improvement, mentoring others in prison, and how he just wants to live out his time at home and in peace. Enjoy mentoring people in prison. I would never let him see the light of day. I do believe, was he not tackled by a former NFL player? I'm trying to jog my memory. Rosie Greer? Yes, it was. Thank you very it much. It was Rosie Greer. He what wrestled year, the gun. What year was that? Uh, 1968, he wrestled the gun away from him. Do you know how old I was in 1968? You were a wee little lad. 
of six. A wee little lad of six. Not a bad memory, huh? Not bad at all. See, I used to watch news back then, too. Yeah, Kennedy's assassination was one of the first Palestinian terrorist attacks against an American in America. Do you know what else? Speaking of that, you know what else we're not seeing on American news right now? What aren't we seeing on I American news? I believe there's a revolution taking place right now in Iran. So we're not fully seeing it, but every so often we have a Democrat, typically Democrat, speak up either on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc., saying we support the women of Iran, which I found very funny that they would talk about supporting women in Iran, but here in the United States you can't even give the definition of a woman. But whatever they are, we're supporting them in Iran. Amazing, isn't it? Yes. You want to know what's going on in the world, you got to go to the outside world to get you, the news. You have to get it from somewhere other than U.S. media. We do not talk enough about it. We seem to suppress it a bit. We do. Or we're so concerned with ourselves, maybe we just figure people don't care about what's happening in the world. Do you remember the Los Angeles woman that was hit by the teen driver who had a criminal record and the DA Gascon wasn't trying to prosecute him fully? I do believe that. I and I remember that one. So he's up for early release. I, I don't know if you know that. I did he's not already know that. spent a few months in the juvenile probation camp. Even though he was already on probation. At the time, he mowed down the woman who was holding her eight-month-old baby, and he did it in a stolen car. And he, uh, the woman who was hit, only identified as Rachel, says she doesn't believe the teen suspect has been rehabilitated and that in five months, like, you don't turn around. Not somebody who has been doing what he has been doing which is to be on probation and continue to commit crimes. And even inside the the system itself, the juvenile justice system, he has been involved in more than 14 fights, written up for allegations of misconduct, disobedience, destructive language, defiance to authority. But his probation reports come in and praise his behavior. Model young kid, model citizen. You know, I do believe that we should probably do an entire podcast on crime across America, like three hours of what's going on. State, I'll just make everybody sad. State. It will. That's why we're really not going to do it. It would make I, me sad. Yes. I do know, though, that Nicaragua has ended its diplomatic relations with the Netherlands. Why is that? Because of the ter- deteriorating relationship with the U.S. and the EU. They recently told both ambassadors that they are no longer welcome in his country. Nicaraguan President Daniel Ortega. It's interesting because I do believe they provide them with a lot of what we were just talking about a little while ago. A lot of money, food. Food. So speaking of things that help to make food, which is water, California is actually following through on putting water restrictors on mega mansions. So they are actually going and restricting 
the millionaires, as we noted on a, a prior podcast, or at least as you noted, that the rich, elitist, wealthy, whatever term you want to use, people with money, didn't care about the water fines because it was worth it to them. They had enough money to just pay the fines and keep overwatering. Well, apparently, Kim Kardashian, Sylvester Stallone, and Madonna have all been linked to being violators who are eligible for water flow restrictors. So they decided to hold people accountable and start putting the water restrictors on and not issuing the fines. So they are meting out punishment by putting flow restrictors even on the rich, wealthy elitists. Well, that's good. And it's about time. And hopefully a bunch of them will be smart enough to actually do Sinlon or fake grass. I'm not promoting Sinlon, just a type of artificial grass. Just do artificial grass. No pools. Apparently we can't do those, which is funny because we're allowing, we're continuing to allow the installation of pools, but we're saying we have a water crisis. We can't fill them up. You use them as skate parks. Apparently. Yes. But you have to carry your own insurance in case you fall and crack your melon in your pool. Which is funny because insurance companies are saying that California is not allowing them to charge what they really need to charge to make money in the state of California. So some are talking about leaving the California insurance market because of California's restrictions on how you can charge people. Well, that's interesting because when we have hurricanes like we had recently in Florida with all these destroyed boats... Our insurance policies here in California for boating insurance, because most of the binders are built back in the Midwest and back East, our policies go up. You ever wonder, like, why isn't it, you would think that they would be allowed to put in a caveat. If you leave your boat in a hurricane area and you don't have a plan to mitigate your damages, we won't cover it. Well, that's true. For smaller boats that are trailerable, you can get them up and out of the water and get them out of there. But if you're in, you know, 40 to to 100 foot yachts, And you're given, well, even 48 hours is enough time to try to move to a different spot. But like this hurricane was supposed to wall up Tampa, and I believe it did a little bit of an end around and did more damage in another part of the state than Tampa. So I guess you wouldn't be able to get to it in time. It's just, I don't know, it is interesting that you can have a, uh, you could have a boat there during hurricane season and i guess that's why you pay insurance right well and that would be the thing see that's i kind of hint or get where you're going not hint i get where you're going if it's the hurricane season like most people do down south and then over in the uh, caribbean and other places they move to areas where they don't generally hit so, right, you have to move it inland, so yes, they should storage. tell they should tell them you move your boats for hurricane season or you're not covered. You lose your boat, you lose your boat. But I'm not going to make people on the west coast of the United States pay for your what's happening on the east coast. Yeah, your mistake or what's happening to you on the east coast. So in Washington D.C., did you know that police officers are now under investigation because they were confiscating guns without making any arrests? I did not know that, but that kind of sounds like um, tyranny. It it does a little bit. So, 
But it also sounds like people who don't want to prosecute crimes, not just tyranny. So assuming that the guns, if you if you would assume that the guns were unlawfully held, whoever had them did not have the ability to lawfully have a gun. So if you're, say, just as an example, maybe a felon in possession of a gun. They still have due process rights, though, right? But you would arrest them. And then you would let the DA decide whether or not they are going to continue with the prosecution of said individual. So apparently there are cases where the suspects were not arrested and they should have been arrested. The firearm was taken, placed into evidence, suspects allowed to go free, and then the officers were not actually saying in their reports they were not correctly stating how they ended up coming about possessing the gun that they logged into evidence well were they doing that on their own or were they following the lead of these george soros funded da's i'm wondering if it will come out at this point there's still an investigation into it so apparently there was a complaint lodged in a separate incident, and so then they decided the there was an investigation for these two officers. They were looking into something else based on a complaint, and then they ultimately viewed body camera footage that led them to finding out that the that two officers confiscated any legal gun from a suspect without making an arrest, and then they placed it into evidence. And their written account of what happened did not match the body camera footage or and the seizure itself. This is going to be an interesting one to follow. Yes. So the officials decided to review that incident and others and found that five more members of the department were involved in similar cases. So if you have now a total of seven officers doing the same thing, does it sound like it came from the top down or these officers just got together and made up what they were going to do? No, I think with that many officers, they're taking their lead from a little higher up. Yeah, apparently as far as the investigation's concerned that it all took place within one district or one jurisdiction. So it will be interesting to see where it goes and to follow this particular case. Yes, it will. So one thing we had during the last couple of years in this pandemic is a lot of people buying homes. In some cases, they had apartments. Early on in the pandemic, we were all told, you know, don't go to public parks, don't go to public access area, public community areas, stay by yourself. So people who had apartments or very small units, they decided to go out and buy a house so they would have a backyard and more space to be in. And then that caused a, um, an abundance of homes to go for sale. Prices kept driving up because there were more people trying to get out of their smaller places. And then houses started going in days, in a day, in hours, and they were going for well over asking price. So now we've gotten into a place where the market has slowed a bit, but a lot of the buyers are now having regret at having purchased their home and in fact nearly 75 percent or three quarters of pandemic home buyers regret their purchase either they over purchased they overpaid 
or because they settled on a house that ultimately they never would have purchased, but for that fear being instilled in them that they were going to lose another home. Back in the day when we bought our first house, our interest rate was 13%. So I regret buying a house at 13%, but I felt kind of the same thing that we really needed to. As a new family, the four of us get into a house that we owned. Have a house? Yes. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that whole market thing is the fact that a couple of states, and Florida's one of them, somebody told me that uh, Hannity had made a comment that all of the red states were going to continue to flourish and all of the blue states, their markets were going to dive. However, in Florida, because of the rising interest rate in some counties, 30 to 50% of the buyers have backed out of the transactions. And there's been, I don't know if it's a new law or what has been created to allow them to do this, but a lot of them in the communities there are backing out of their purchases. Okay, I can actually, I can actually speak to that. It's actually um, not a new law, at least here in California. I, I should say I can speak to it in California. So perhaps in Florida it is a new law. But here in California, the transaction typically in a transaction for purchase if you give the, I don't want to call it the basic, but there's a lot of things that are already set on the application itself or on the purchase agreement. And it might say you have so many days, for instance, 17 days to do your due diligence on the home to go do a home inspection, a pest inspection, and all of that. Within those 17 days, if you come up with a reason, even if it's, I just don't feel right anymore, you can cancel you're not on the hook. You haven't removed the contingencies. So if you have those contingencies, you can back out. And so I believe in California and in this local area, they're seeing a 25% back out rate. And when we were, we did sell our home, we actually had a, a couple that backed out. They just decided they weren't going to go forward with it anymore. And we ultimately ended up relisting. And then when the 17 days pass, you can ask the the buyer to remove the contingencies. Theoretically, they could just still decide to say no and walk away at that point, even if it's been past 17 days. So in California, very, very buyer friendly. And a lot of people just end up walking away, backing out, and they're allowed to do that. Now, I, I'm not in Florida's market, so I can't speak to that. But if they have anything similar... You can just cancel the contract. Well, and that's probably how it works there in Florida as well. So they can also get their deposit back. I believe if you've removed the contingencies and then you don't go forward with it, there are some ways to keep the deposit because typically the seller is out money at that point. Right. Right. Well, so is the buyer because they've had all these inspections done. But it's also on them. They're the one choosing to. Yeah. So it's a very, especially in California, it's a very buyer-friendly situation. Well, and when a an interest rate in one week or two weeks goes up a point to a point and a half, that knocks out a lot of people's ability to legitimately make the payment. Yes, and in some cases, there have been people losing their home because the interest rate went up and they didn't have it locked or they're locked. They were locked, and then for whatever reason, it took longer to close the deal. Because sometimes you're, if you're getting a mortgage, 
They might demand that certain inspections happen so that, you know, they will actually underwrite the mortgage. And then the mortgage people take too long to send out someone to do said inspection, which pushes everything back, which causes you to lose your rate and then people can't afford it. That's why they need to go to simple interest mortgages and that'll end all that. No mortgages. Everything's a dollar. Everything's free. That's what my girls would like to see. They ask all the time why things can't be free. And I say because we're not communists. We're capitalists. Yes. So down in Southern California, well, in California, there was an Amber Alert issued for a young girl who was abducted by her father. And I guess the father killed the mother of this young gal and then took off with her. And the police ended up in a shootout with the father and the girl was in the the vehicle with him. So she was actually killed in the shootout. And some information has been going back and forth and it's being released kind of out of order or a little bit too soon because the investigation's not complete. So at one point they claimed that she was wearing um, body armor and she was shooting at the police. And then another piece of information came out that another investigation is now going on because that's what the type of investigation is what happens when police kill an unarmed individual. So there's a lot, a lot going on, but they're saying this individual, Anthony Graziano abducted his teen daughter and then ultimately got into a shootout with law enforcement. More crime. More crime. Did he die? He did die. They both died. So then the entire family's gone. Yes, because they were going through a divorce. He killed his wife, abducted the daughter. Wow. Yep. Okay, so in a last piece of green news, so California gas prices have been spiking yet again, and they are at $6 plus a gallon all over here in the Central Valley here in Fresno, Clovis, Sanger area. They are over $6 a gallon. So our great governor, Gavin Newsom, has decided that oil refineries, or ref, sorry, has decided that refineries can switch to the winter blend, which is a more toxic blend than the summer blend. And he has allowed them to do it early because gas prices have been spiking, which I find Really interesting that we are supposed to be doing less toxic things, going greener, and being a better, sustainable California. But because they don't want prices to impact people's voting decisions, my opinion, voting decision, he decides to switch to the winter blend, which is a little less costly, but more pollutant early. So going to what we talked about just a little bit ago, is that not manipulating an election? It is manipulative, very manipulative, but they all do it. I mean, same with the, uh, you get money, student loan forgiveness money. That's a manipulation factor. Hey, there was an article, got to read it and repeat it, that quietly behind the scenes, the Biden administration has reversed some of that. There were some private student loans that were initially included in the forgiving of all student loans, but I guess lawsuits were prepped and threatened. So they started quietly pulling back 
the forgiveness of people who have private student loans saying that Biden did not have the legal authority. And so those services, servicing providers were going to sue because they, they say that he doesn't have the ability to do that. And in fact, when they threatened to sue, he has now walked back the inclusion of those people into the student loan forgiveness program. Eventually they'll walk it all back. Yeah, we'll see if they end up going through with any of it because it is. No, what they're going to do is they're going to let these this money go away, but then they're going to turn around and make them claim that on their taxes as income. But then they're only, well, not that way only. they can tax it. They will get their money, at least part of it, some way, because they're going to get it in taxes, but they're not going to get it through payments. Correct. So they'll get a percentage. Wait, so the federal government will get a percentage, but the student loan forgiveness, the money goes nowhere. So they found another way to get it all up front instead of over the course of years? Instead of the, over the course of 20 years plus. I mean, it's not all. Let, let's be clear. It's not all. Right. It would only be a percentage. But they're finding a way to get it in one year, whatever the percentage. What I believe. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.